0: to be honest with you holy crap look at the teams i was with you know you can afford to make mistakes i mean look our defenses were ridiculous and then all of a sudden you know later on in the career along comes john taylor and, and jerry rice brent jones like i always tell jerry i go you know you just came along a little bit late in my career we could have had a lot more fun <laughs>
1: Hey now, what's cracking? Welcome to episode 245 of the Jim Rohn Podcast. I'm going to tell you right now, one of my favorite eps ever because my guest is one of my favorite people ever. A straight up icon, a legend, a goat, a man who needs no intro, but he's going to get one anyway. My guest this week is Hall of Fame quarterback Joe Montana. You know Joe, four-time Super Bowl champ three-time Super Bowl MVP, two-time NFL MVP, arguably the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. So let me just get right out of the way and let's get to the good stuff. It is episode 245 with Joe Montana and it's coming at you right now. So, Joe, it has been a minute or so. It is awesome to chop it up with you and get caught up with you, Joe. How you doing? How's life?
0: Oh, everything's great. Always great to talk to you too. Uh, everything's been going good. You know, we got a couple little grandkids running around, and everybody's um, been busy. And we've been traveling a little bit here and there, and and like everybody else, working.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what. Grandkids. I'm telling you, Joe, the time goes. I don't need to tell you that. And let me ask you, like, it's one of the greatest, if not the greatest to do it. You had such an amazing passion, Joe, and drive for the game and to compete and to be great and to achieve. That doesn't go away. I'm curious, what did you do with all that fire and that energy when you retired? And have you found anything off the field that you could attack the way you did the game itself?
0: Well, I think at first it was really difficult. Uh, and I think most players have that kind of problem to try to find something to bring that excitement back into your life, and then um, it's really hard. I mean, Sunday afternoons are just ridiculous. I wish everyone could play one, at least one game, win or lose, just to feel the ups and downs and in the, in the adrenaline rushes that you get, I and mean, then everyone would understand why guys try to play forever. But there was one thing that actually got my heartbeat going like a game. And that was, I got into cutting horses of all things. One, well, A tight end and, and a good friend now, Jonathan Hayes out of when I played in Kansas city, took me down to Fort worth to watch him ride in a cutting horse thing, exhibition uh, pro celebrity thing that I had never heard of. Right. And so I go down there and, you know, he rides in this thing and I'm like, wow, well, it looks like fun. So, his trainer was a five-time world champion um, named Kobe Wood. So we went out to Kobe's house, and he put me on a horse. He put me on a training horse, and then he put me on um, a stallion that he had ridden the two world championships. I was hooked. I mean, you have, you, you walk into this herd of cattle, and soon you cross the timeline, and you have two and a half minutes, and that's it. <laughs> and so, and uh, you got to watch the videos to kind of see what it's all about to understand it. But I'm just going to tell you, that's one thing that got my heart going. And um, after that, you know, I, I I took a lot of lessons from Bill Walsh and put together a, a little seed stage technology business that we invest in uh, early stage uh, technology companies. And I put together four or five guys now, and we're off and running. We're getting ready to raise fund four and um, kind of a – and we're calling it a winner's fund, which is following all our – We have about 33 unicorns sitting in our fund, so we've been doing okay.
1: I love that stuff. Joe, the stuff about the cutting horses is amazing, all right? That's amazing to me, and I want to ask you about that because I don't have the exposure now, Joe, that I used to, but we used to own a number of thoroughbreds, and you know, and when it was good, it was like the the high was inexplicable, and I would try and explain to my listeners, and if they're not around it, they don't get it, and I would say things like these equine athletes, and they would just talk shit and say, what are you talking about, man? It's a horse. I'm like, you have to understand. I've been around the best athletes in my life. You have to – they are athletes athletes. Can you help me explain like the love of horses? You get this. I know you understand this.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. And those are probably the top of the line (laughs) that you're seeing with, with with the race horses. I I mean, when you get near, um, I think people, unless you get up close to one and see one and see one in action, it's it was the same in the cutting horse. You know, when you see a great one, easy to point out. And um they are so much fun and they are physical and they are athletic and there's a difference between each one just like you have teammates there's a different someone does something better than others and it's the same with the horses you know some run longer distances better than other horses and you, and you as you know that but when you see them up close they are spectacular they are just a specimen and 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 they all have personalities. I mean, we we used to have one horse in the barn that like, we had cats in the barn, and they would jump up and lay down on the on the railing, and the one horse would just would turn out inside every now and then. It'd go there with his lips and just give the a cat a massage up and down its back, and and the personalities are. I mean, we were having babies on the ranch. I didn't know if you were that close, but. Wow,
1: we had a lot of fun. A lot of fun, uh, Joe. I, I definitely done that. We we have bred horses and then run horses, and I mean, you nailed it. That they, there are athletes in the sense that they have different personalities. You know, those athletes that are absolute alphas that 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 want it, like love the job, can't stand to lose. Others that are more yep. laid back. Like <laughs> you know, one sidebar, Joe. We at one time we had a horse. He passed away, unfortunately. He was just five when he died. But one time, he was the top-rated thoroughbred in the world. And I'm telling you, as a top athlete, you know this. This horse knew. The horse knew that he was different. The horse knew that he was special. This horse, when we would go to races, Joe, it was like a gladiator going into battle. They freaking know, don't they?
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I had a horse, one of the horses that I bought early on in um, my career— uh, has a unbelievable name. That cool cat,
2: right?
0: <laughs> he was third in the world for uh, on the cutting horses uh, one year, and and just to watch this horse athleticism so different than anything else that you see in this sport. And I'm sure that horse is the same in in, in racing. When there is one that stands out, you see it immediately, and the horse knows it. And unfortunately for me, mine was a gelding. <laughs>
1: <So>. <laughs> you, you know, until that's funny. Ours was, too. And But that, oh. that, that what was amazing was we would have never had a chance to buy that horse if he weren't a gelding, right? That's the only reason we had it. The, the billionaire that had the horse never, ever sold anything. But as you know, and people would know now, there's no residual value to a racehorse if he's gelded once he's off yeah. the track. That's the only reason we had the opportunity to buy him. So it, it actually, in our case, it was a good thing that he was a gelding. Yeah,
0: I mean, they still win a lot of money, but there's a lot of money, you, you know, you leave on the table if it's not a, um, more, a no, more more
1: money is in so breeding. We know this. More money yeah, is in yeah, breeding. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, no th- this this I, helps me, Joe. Maybe they won't listen to me, but they'll listen to you. I'm so glad that you and I are speaking the same <laughs> uh, language. You know what? Yeah.
0: It's really hard to try to get people to understand it because, you know, you look at it as just a horse and they see television shows where there's ride, either riding through the woods or whatever. And yeah, those are great horses, too. And they they have their own values, but uh, when you have one that's in a competition, no matter what it is, and you have one of the top ones, so there's it's so fun to be around. It's so fun. Hey,
1: man, I don't want to I miss,
0: I miss that. Most of anything since um, moving away from up there.
1: See, I mean that's amazing what you just said. Like I was going to say, and this will—some people really won't understand this. Sometimes the animals are better than the people, and I'm here to tell you. Like you, and my wife would say to me, like she'd be like, "Why do you have more pictures of the horses on your phone than you do of me and the kids?" And I'm like, uh, I, "I don't know." I'm telling you, man. Some some of the loves of my life, Joe, you know, have been the, the horses. It's just oh, hard to explain, right? You get that, right?
0: Oh, it is. I mean, and it doesn't matter. Like with the girls and Jennifer, I tried jumping because I got I would go to the jumping horse shows, but I got tired of being a spectator and I tried to do it without really doing all the groundwork. Wow! And I would fall off all the time. And, but we were in this is crazy because we were in Ireland, kind of when I first fell in love with Guinness was the first time I was over there, and we were looking and. Our trainer was over there. The girls were there. It was actually cheaper to buy jumping horses in the in Europe and then bring, ship them back to to California, buy up to sell, and then you own your horse pretty much, you know, for free. But we were over there, and we're watching, and the trainers were asking, well, which horse do you like? And I go, well, I turned around, there was a paddock in the back, and this horse was jumping, and it looked like a beer barrel with legs. Huh. And its it neck, I'm telling you, was probably two feet wide. The mane was probably six to eight inches wide. And his name was King of Hearts. And when we got it, it was, and it was an Irish draft horse, and he was a four-year-old at the time. And he had won this um, competition we were at watching these horses. And in the mud and rain, he threw his shoe, and he still winds up winning. But this horse could jump like a deer. And when we got him back here, it was like such a good feeling. Got it back to the U.S. The Irish Draft Horse Society said, how'd you get this horse out of Ireland? I go, I don't know. We shipped them. Why? She goes, the bloodline they don't let out of Ireland. Oh, wow. And so we got so lucky, and so we started breeding him. But it is, it is so much fun.
1: Oh, yeah, that right there. That is the best sound ever. That is the best sound ever. It's also a reminder that it's time to knock out that new business idea and to start with Shopify, the all in one commerce platform to start run and grow your business, forget the off season work. Shopify makes it simple to sell to anybody from anywhere. So whether you're selling warmups or wall hangers, it is time to start selling with Shopify and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. And with Shopify, you will customize your online store to your brand, discover new customers and build the relationships that create diehard fans. Shopify can help you with all of that. Shopify fields all the sales channels to grow a winning business from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform, even across social media platforms like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And thanks to 24-7 support and free on-demand business courses, Shopify is on your team every step of the way. Find out for yourself. Sign up right now for a free trial at shopifycom Rome. R-O-M-E, all lowercase. Again, you want to go to Shopify.com slash Rome, R-O-M-E, and start selling online today. I don't know where I would be without them. Shopify.com slash Rome.
0: I don't know. I miss it. I don't know if you're... you still in it?
1: You know, we are, Joe. We... Not not to the extent that I used to be because... Because. You know, it's it's so expensive. Like, I don't know about cutting horses, but, you know, thoroughbred horses, not 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 to get into the numbers of this thing, but to own a thoroughbred at this point, I mean, just to oh, own yeah. and train is a minimum of like five grand a month. And that's, you know, that's if yeah. everything's fine, you know what the vet yeah. bills are like. And if they don't run and they don't earn, you're upside down pretty fast. So it's. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, so, and here's what we were, here's this, and you'll, you get this and I don't know if people understand, but you can sell bloodline early. And so that's what we were trying to do was get bloodline. We've got, my wife surprised me with. I was looking at this one horse in auction. It was the first time back then where the number one producing stallion and the number one producing mare ever sold um, a foal, and we ended up buying it. And uh, another great name, mighty fine too. <laughs> it's a right, great horse. But um, we were just getting to where we were starting to sell horses early. And and making money. And you know what? You don't try to make money. You try to break even.
1: That's it. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. That's the win.
0: (laughs) And, like, our accountant called us and said, you know what? You need to shut this down. I'm like, no, no, no. We're just taking this this long to get here. Let's not stop. But uh, so you get it. Yeah. It's not it seemed like buying a boat or airplane or whatever they say, right? It's easy to buy it. It's hard to keep
1: it. That's it. That's it. You know, and that's, and they also, what I had to learn, I was in it upside down for so long, but all it takes is one, one will pay for all of them, but everybody's looking for the one. So you gotta be so lucky. Listen, Joe, the thing is that you and I could talk horses and not that I expected (laughs) to, we could do this for another few hours and and I might, (laughs) but, but I won't. Let me ask you this. Like, and follow me on this for one second if you would, and maybe it's a generational thing, but I'm old enough to have been in this game long enough to have watched you play the game, and never mind football players, but I really can't think of another athlete that I can compare to you in terms of having that, that not even intangible it, Joe, but something even greater than that, something that's impossible to explain. The only other guy that I think that I ever saw that had that that I'm talking about was Wayne Gretzky. And I mean, like you two could just see things that seemingly nobody else could see or do. I know you'll downplay this completely, but deep down, did you know that you were actually different, that you were special, that there was not another like you No,
0: not at all, man. I mean you don't think that way. I just you I think one of the things I learned from, you know, I think early at Notre Dame. Well, not early. it Probably took me a little bit at Notre Dame, but you you try to figure out why I struggled so hard. Is you try too hard, and you start you know talking around to people that have been there and saying, you know, you know, just do what you do best and try to do that. Don't try to be, you know, I'm I'm not that guy that can throw it 80 yards, and I know that on a rope, you know, I just. So I don't ever try to do that. And that's all I tried to do was play within. And I think one of the things that I that helped me with Bill Walsh's system was I understood what he wanted from it early. Because the West Coast offense was a little bit different than most. So like Guys were winging it down the field all the time. And Bill said, look, we're going to try to throw the ball down there. But I'm going to give you this. But, hey, if it's first down, there's no need. You don't have to force it because these guys down here, you know, are going to get you four or five yards. And that's, I, you know, that's like handoff on, you know, defenses are crazy, right? You hand the ball off on first down and you gain four yards. So you can't give up four yards on first down on a run. But you drop back the pass and you don't like what's down there and you dump the ball to the tight end or the back and you gain four yards and then they think they stopped you. Now it's the same four yards. But it's just having an understanding of that. And I think I mean, if you're watching the 49ers now, I think kind of at least, I don't know if it's in his mind, but Garoppolo has changed that way, where he's not trying to make things happen down the field all the time. He knows he has players underneath that can make things happen, so just get him the ball. And I think that's what happened to me early on, was that I understood what Bill wanted, and that's why I think we worked so well together through that period of time. And uh, was I special? I I don't think so. I didn't have any kind of – I wasn't the fastest guy on the team or quarterback. I wasn't the biggest, the strongest, but – I understood what my parameters were, and what he, what he was trying to get from the offense. Yeah, we all make mistakes, and I made plenty of them. But uh, I don't. I never saw myself in that category. I had and also, Jim, to be honest with you, holy crap! Look at the teams I was with. You know, you can afford to make mistakes. I mean, our defenses were ridiculous, and then all of a sudden, you know, later on in the career along comes john taylor and, and jerry rice brent jones and you know here you're looking at a whole different category at that point in time and like i always tell jerry i go you know you just came along a lo- little bit late in my career we could have had a lot more fun <laughs> it's
1: <laughs> incredible but, yeah go yeah. ahead joe
0: no 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 we just had a great team we just had great teams that were surrounded and so you know, you could relax, and then when there were times that you made a mistake, hey, those guys made up for it, and they knew when they made a mistake, you know, offensively we had the capability of doing the same thing. And, um, you know, you never saw a lot of yelling back and forth at anybody on the team going, you know, whether it was offensive. or you know, Ronnie would yell every now and then, but, you know, he, he did that for a fact as much. But that was his personality. But in most cases, you know, I had great teams, man. I, I don't I don't lie. I mean, we had great defense, great offenses, and hey.
1: I got a question for you. Why is old Trapper beef jerky like the best thing ever? Well, there is something to be said for a family business, which stands by quality and produces the world's finest beef jerky. Do not be fooled by other brands. All beef jerky is not the same. Make sure you choose Old Trapper, where you can actually see the quality right through their iconic Clearview packages. Every single bite of Old Trapper is tender, never tough because they only use the best ingredients. From their lean strips of beef, seasoned with top-quality spices to their real wood-fired smoke, Old Trapper delivers quality in every single bite and... Old Trapper Jerky comes in four mouth-watering flavors. Old Fashioned, which is classic beef jerky flavor. Tender, smoky, and delicious. You've got teriyaki with the yellow label, where Old Trapper turned the flavor dial to 11. Hot and spicy, with a spice so nice you'll want to snack twice. Peppered, tender, seasoned beef covered in cracked pepper. And you can grab and go with a four-ounce bag or load up with an 18-ounce bag. That way you've got enough for the entire team or fam or both. If you don't see it, ask for old trapper by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what is your beef? You you had great teams, Joe. Yeah, fair enough. You had great teams and they had a great quarterback and there's a great system. You know, I spoke to Ronnie a few weeks back. I did not tell him the story on the air, but I saw him once also it was you know what it was, Joe? It was the last time they had the Super Bowl at San Diego. That's how far back I go. And he, you know, he rose up on me and, you know, he, I don't need to tell you how intimidating (laughs) Ronnie is. And he rose up on me with that look, that scowl. He's like, yo, Rome, you and I got a problem. And I immediately, I'm like, and this is back when I was that younger, really brash guy stirring it up. I'm like, and I know I got to stand my ground. I'm like, hey, Ronnie, you and I do not have a problem. He's like, yo, man, we got a problem. I'm like, Ronnie, believe me, you and I do not have a problem. He's like, I heard what you said about me. And I had done this a million times. I'm like, all right, did you hear what I said about you? Because I know what I've said about you, and it's nothing negative, believe me. Or did somebody run that back to you? He's like, nah, man, my boys did. And he, he stood his ground. Joe, he played this thing out, and I kept going, Ronnie, you and me do not have a problem knowing that, oh, fuck, we got a problem. And then he looked at me, he's like, ah, got you. No, Michael, like, well, that, that's funny, Ronnie. That, that was a really funny prank, dude. Does yeah, that sound like Ronnie? Ronnie, yeah. he, he's funny, man. He is, he's got. It is now. It wasn't in yeah. the moment, but yeah, <laughs> he's funny, dude. He's the best. Yeah, How he's, fierce he's, was he? Uh,
0: he's actually the godfather to our youngest son, Nicholas. Mm. So, and who is just like Ronnie. <laughs> oh You're God! man. What a, player. Funny, what a man. player. That yeah. that is
1: funny. So let me ask you, Joe, before you go, like like Tom Brady's made it real clear, Joe's my guy. Joe is my guy growing up. Joe is my inspiration. Joe this, Joe that, as a Bay Area guy, we know this. You know, and plus you come from Pennsylvania, where it was that great cradle of all these great quarterbacks. When you were growing up, who was your guy? Was it an athlete, a non athlete? Who was your guy growing up?
0: Um it's kind of crazy because and I don't know a lot of people probably won't even remember this guy very much, but I don't. Do you remember a guy named Sam Jones? Sure, sure. So um, I was a huge Celtic fan, a huge basketball fan, and you know, you know, if I was looking at guys, you know, between him, Bill Russell, um, I was a Celtic fan, obviously, growing up back there. Somehow we didn't have a team in Pittsburgh um, in in the uh, NBA, and you know, the, the other thing was. is, Watching Bradshaw, um, which kind of kind of kind of crazy because he he never gets mentioned in a lot of these conversations, which I don't understand. Is that here's a guy that went from the dungeon to the top, right? He goes, I and mean, they wanted to run him out of Pittsburgh, and then all of a sudden they go on and win four Super Bowls, right? They go to four, never lost, but somehow his name doesn't ever get mentioned. I mean, I I loved watching it. And Unitas was another guy. Um, but, you know, growing up in Pittsburgh, and while they were winning those Super Bowls was pretty exciting. And to watch what Terry went through, um, you know, I look, especially now looking back on it and understanding, wow, because there were times, in, you know, we had some bad years. And, wow, they wanted to get rid of everybody. And so understanding how far he was down there and just hanging in there, what it took to just fight through that, because you go know, back there, who those people are rough, man, and uh, on those games. Because sports is it means the world to them back there. I mean, you know, it means the world out here too. But there's something different about back in that those blue collar areas where sports kind of takes over their lives at certain times. And but yeah, I would say probably you know guys like Jerry and and Unitas and you know I know I played golf with Johnny in one of the last. Um, when they moved to Crosby from out here in California back to North Carolina. Um, and that was probably one of the best days and saddest days watching him play. Um, I got to talk to him for 18 holes. But, you know, he's here's a guy that played in the NFL so many years, just so bitter about the treatment of players. And, you know, especially um, when it came down to the medical side of it, you know, he's, he's Velcroing his hands to the golf club so he can hit the golf ball. And, uh, but still, you know, one of the guys I looked up to, so I'd, I'd probably say there's some, you know, between him and, and Terry watching Terry.
1: Have you ever experienced the flavor of actual live fire cooking? We're not talking about a fire pit in the backyard. This is about the big green egg. The ultimate cooking experience. An egg is the most versatile grill you're ever going to own. You can grill, roast, smoke, sear, and even bake. I'm not kidding. Try a pizza on the egg. It'll amaze you. Stop wasting money on grills that you have to replace every few years. We've all been there. We've done that. Forget the pellets and the knockoffs, too. Listen to me. Roll with an authentic big green egg. It's a ceramic marvel backed by a lifetime warranty. It's simple to light, easy to use, and it works without a power source, so there's no need to plug anything in. And with the playoffs and the holidays approaching, you cannot beat a smoked turkey on an egg. It also makes an amazing gift, and they have two models that are perfect for tailgating. The best part is you can have it delivered to your house for free from a local dealer in your community. That's right. Shop online at BigGreenEgg.com. Have it delivered to your house for free. That's BigGreenEgg.com, and you will thank me later. Joe, a couple of things really quickly. It's so interesting what you said about Terry. First of all, you're so right. Pittsburgh. Man, that is a tough, 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 tough town. Tough people, tough town. And you know what's really strange? I, I grew up in Los Angeles, and my idols as a kid were as follows. Gail Goodrich of the Lakers, Ron Say of the L.A. Dodgers, and believe it or not, Terry Bradshaw. Terry Bradshaw huh. was my guy because I grew up in the 70s, and when they were winning Super Bowls, my, my first recollection of football was the Immaculate Reception. So I became a oh, enormous yeah. Steeler fan, right, in 72. But Terry yeah, yeah. Bradshaw was my guy. And when I made it up in the business and I finally got a job at Fox, one of my first TV jobs, I shared a dressing room with Terry Bradshaw. And it was like <laughs> the most surreal thing ever. Joe, like I go in there because that, that was the big show and I was on the little cable yeah. network. And there's Terry's cigar and I'm going in there. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, this shit can't be real. Yeah. Couple weeks in, Joe, they're like, "Hey, do me a favor, man." I'm like, "Yeah, anything? What?" They're like, "Don't go into Bradshaw's dressing room before he's done." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah whatever, <laughs> sure." <laughs> I don't know, but and we had a laugh about it after the fact. But I agree yeah. with you, man. I I never understood, like, how do you run a guy out of town who won four Super Bowls?
0: Super Bowls, yeah. I
1: mean, it, you're right. That is kind of yeah. sad. You know, one last thought, you, Joe. You do you? You look amazing. You sound amazing. Do you feel? And I say this respectfully. Do you feel as amazing? As you look and sound, because man, the game was so different, and you yeah, took no. such punishment and always got up. Is your quality of life what you thought it would be at this age? How do you feel?
0: No, I, I don't think it, I don't think I ever envisioned it being like this. I mean, part of the reason I retired was you know to hopefully make the physical part of my life better while the kids were growing up, and you know I I've had 27 surgeries, I you know four necks with a five level neck fusion kicks in my rotator. I mean, my pronator that tore off the bone, new shoulder, new knee. I mean, I can go on to it. And, and it's just the things that I didn't expect. I know I'm getting older, but, you know, I think the wear and tear of that has really gotten to the point, you know, I, I, can't, even, like, I, I can't even, I don't jog anymore. I would love to go play basketball for this exercise, but I can't run up and down a court. And I, I And I think some days, you know, I, my wife's always on me a little bit about my attitude and and that, and probably rightfully so. But I think a lot of it is, you know, I, I I'm not I'm not bitter about the game. I just, you know, I want to be able to do more. We go on vacation and I watch her with the kids, and she's really still physical, and um, you know, she can do a lot of things I I can't do. So, yeah, I mean. I guess I can complain about that, but I guess I can't complain about it. I mean, I, I didn't really – I played a crazy game, but I didn't really think in the end it would be like this. It was so funny because I forget we were at – I don't know it was a 50th anniversary or 75th of the 49ers. Like, I don't remember, and, and I think I was still playing, so it might have been like a 50th anniversary. And we were somewhere, and they were introducing some of the old 49ers that had to walk up on stage and jennifer looked at me and said you're gonna you're gonna look like that one day and i'm going there's no way and you know like right now i'm i'm like a little bent forward and i've been working so hard to get back because she'll see like some really older people who are really you know bent forward and she's going i'm telling you you're headed that way if you don't start trying to stand up straight but the problem is i stand up straight and everything else hurts so i've been working hard to stretch and try to get through that and continue to work out. And I mean, I can work out, but I'm stuck kind of on the bike and it's just, I can walk, but um, I don't really, You know, I don't really want to walk. I want to do something. <laughs> so, <Right. laughs> so I don't, I don't know how to really answer that. I guess I went on both sides of that. Jim, but
1: No joy. Um, I, I so appreciate that. I mean, I'm really
0: happy with where I am. I mean, we got four great kids and two granddaughters and another uh, baby on the way. And, we travel with them and they still, they still love it and love to travel with us, which is great. And so we enjoy it. And, uh, but sometimes I think I, you know, I apologize to Jennifer all the time or, or I should more than I do is that, you know, you know, there's not a day where you wake up where you don't have some kind of pain and, and I think it affects sometimes my mental, um, disposition. We've just been having this conversation. That's why it's fresh on my mind. And, I need to start trying to, no matter what, you know, it doesn't need to be shown to other people that I, I have a great life and uh, I still
1: shouldn't be enjoying it no matter what. Jay Woods of OmegaTaxCredits.com is with me now. You've actually started a new operation, a new wing, Omega Funding Solutions. Exactly what is that and how does that work? You file an amended payroll tax return with the IRS and the IRS is backed up. You know, they were hit by COVID too. They had the pandemic to deal with. So it's taking them anywhere from six months to a year to process these refunds. So we came out with a solution where we can help you get access to that cash earlier in as as little as two weeks. See if you qualify for an ERC tax refund from the IRS, OmegaTaxCredits.com. I appreciate that so much. I can't even tell you that. Is, that is such an honest, honest, candid response. I, I really, really appreciate you sharing that and I can appreciate how hard that might be. So last thought, I love what you just said about how the kids like to travel. That is so awesome. Leave me with this thought. I wanted to double back. You mentioned, Ireland. So we've got one son who's going to graduate college this year, another son who's going to graduate high school. We're trying to figure out where we go for a trip. We've always been huge Italy people. We built a house in the Northwoods of Wisconsin, so we spend most of our vacation time there now. But my wife Janet's always been Ireland, Ireland, Ireland. We've never gone. Is that the place to go? What do you think of Ireland?
0: Um, I think you'll like Ireland. We um, when Nathaniel, our oldest son, graduated. We actually took him and we brought along our younger daughter. So the girls are first, it was two girls and then two boys. And we went to Scotland and, um, we play, we stayed at the old course. We couldn't play the old course cause our handicaps weren't good enough. Mm. So, wow. So, but we played right before the, um, uh, what's the big cup that goes on all every year? Uh, the golf tournament one, um, Oh, God. What,
2: the, Between uh, the, Europe
0: and the U.S. Uh, what's the name of the golf course? The Ryder course? Cup. We what's that? Ryder Cup. The Ryder Cup. They were going to play in this course in, in, in uh, Scotland, so we went, actually went and played it. And the guy and the guy goes, and this is going to tell you, if you hit the ball in the rough, just pick it up and put it in the fairway. <laughs> I hit the ball in the rough, like in the first hole or second hole, I don't know. And I'm looking, I'm going, ah, dang, this ball's sitting up here, kind of nice. I can hit this. <laughs> Three shots later, I might have been. I think I was a foot behind where I started. Oh wow,
1: that's <laughs> but, funny.
0: And and that same day, we had every bit of weather you can imagine. It rained, it snowed, it was sunny, it was warm, it was cold. Um, and then we set up a Scotch tasting. Uh, I think you'll like it. It's not. It's not because we're Italy people also, like you are. Uh, we love going there, the south of France, and um, yes, yes, you know, exactly. Back. It, yeah, but I, it's different. It's a different vacation than you'll get. But it's but you'll it, hopefully you'll hit some good weather in that, and you're you're going to see. We're going to go back again. Um, I think we're going to be over there around the time of the Notre Dame plays over there in Ireland this year. So. um but, yeah, I, I mean, you're going to go, after being in Italy and, and those type of places, you know, it's it's um, it's not the same weather. The people are unbelievable uh, and awesome. And, like I said, we went to the pub for the first time, and I fell in love with Guinness, which I, you know, never really thought much about. But my the horse trainer's husband said, hey, when we're done here, they're jumping horses, we're going to go. Have a Guinness, and I go, okay. And he says, he goes and he goes, sit down, I'll go get him. And he comes back, and I go, well, where's Charlie? Where's the beer? He says, well, you got to wait for it, man. It takes some time to, for them to pour it correctly. And then once I had it over there, I was hooked. And I, but I think you'll like it. I think you especially if you're in the horses, they've got some great um, some races over there too that are fun to go to, some of the steeple chases. A little bit different uh, viewing than the normal run, you know, run in a circle, but uh, still a lot of fun. The people are, like I said, people are great, They're great heart.
1: I like There's it, Joe. last, was that the first Guinness you ever had in Ireland? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And no I mean, I've seen
0: it and thought it about it before, but it just looked always so like really dark and heavy and syrupy, and it it's actually really kind of light, and it's actually almost like a light beer, believe it or not. And it's smooth as all heck and uh I drink it now. I love
1: yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like religiously. Yeah, yeah. But the process, man, how great that you had your first one there. My wife, Janet, says to me, you need a hobby. And I said, yeah, but I don't really have one. She said, I do. Let's buy into a racehorse. Now, you're thinking maybe I can't afford that. You can with MyRacehorse.com. MyRacehorse.com has made ownership possible for a whole lot of people, including myself. It's an ownership platform that allows you fractional shares in top racehorses. There's nearly 100,000 registered owners worldwide. And the shares are under $100. You decide how involved and invested you want to be on MyRacehorse. In 2020, the Kentucky Derby winner was authentic. There were more than 5,000 owners of authentic, thanks to my racehorse. I've been in the game, and I've never even run in the Derby before. Go online to MyRacehorse.com. Start your experience right now. That's MyRacehorse.com.
2: No information provided by Jim Romer on this program related to MyRacehorse Constitutes or is meant to be an offer to sell or solicitation of any offer by buy any securities. MyRacehorse offers securities only through prospectus or non-offering material compliance with Securities Act 1933. Any potential purchaser of security offered by MyRacehorse must meet minimum suitability standards required by law. All investing involves risk including loss of principle. This is a paid advertisement. MyRacehorse is offering circular and 17-b disclosures can be found at MyRacehorse.com. disclaimer
1: Joe I gotta tell you this talk about smooth as all heck my man you are I I am so glad that you and I could get caught up I'm so glad that you made time for this I so appreciate our relationship and our friendship over the years man that's this is one of the reasons why I still do this 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 moment Joe I just I appreciate you so much and making time for
0: it I appreciate talking and it's always fun to get with you man you got you got a great great outlook Mm -hmm. and uh great view on life and um um, hopefully i can keep up with
1: you (laughs) my man hopefully i can keep up with you joe thank you so much i really appreciate you
0: all right then take care buddy
1: this message is sponsored by discover did you know that you could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy protection the latest innovation from discover discover Will help regularly remove your personal info, like your name and address, from ten popular people search websites that could sell your data. And they will do it for free. Activate in the Discover app. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash online privacy protection. I mean, what can I say? Do I need to say anything at all? How great was that? It had been too long, and it's always an amazing conversation and opportunity to catch up with Joe Montana. Absolutely incredible. Even better in an unfiltered and extended format as well. In fact, this is one of the reasons, this is the reason why I do this, to have conversations like that one. This is why I have the extended side hustle and we do so every single week. Now, if you want more conversations like that one, we've got plenty more coming and there are plenty more that are already in the bank. Just make sure you subscribe and then every episode will find its way directly to you the second that it is live and you will never have to look for one ever again. So while you find that subscribe button, go ahead and smash it. And in the meantime, I'm going to leave you with your voicemails.
2: First new message.
1: Rome, Jacques in North Carolina. Day after
0: Thanksgiving, just want to tell you I'm thankful for the jungle. I'm thankful for all the content. I'm thankful for Pervin Liar being such a scumbag. I'm thankful for the Cleveland Browns being such an embarrassment by having three felons on the team. And I want to say I'm thankful for Russell Wilson. Bronco's country, let's cry.
2: Message saved. Next message.
0: What's up, Ben Smack? It's Brady. Yeah, I hope you had a nice Thanksgiving. And I want to ask, did you hear or did you know that Dr. Dave was on Jeopardy last week? I mean, he didn't come in last place, but he still won like $1,000 or something like that. So that's way more than any other clone would have won. So I think we've got to give him his props, Jim, because that's what you and I do. We give props where props I do. And by the way, I'm going to a trivia night at this bar tonight, so let me know if you want me to live stream it so you can watch.
2: Message saved. Next message. Thanks,
0: Mac. This has been in Philly. Oh, my God, Dr. Dave. Why the fuck would any of us give a shit about you coming in last place on Jeopardy? You got a bunch of soccer questions right. Who the hell gives a shit? What a Stupid thing to call up and try and pimp on the jungle, dude. Dr. Dave, you suck.
2: Message saved. Next message. Hey, Vance Mac. If Ohio State
0: loses this game, I'm blaming the LeBron James shoes that they were wearing. God, that guy destroys so many franchises. Lakers,
2: Space Jam 2, now Ohio State. Message saved. Next message.
0: Hey, Rome, what's up? This is David from Buffalo. Man, that jungle Tourette's thing is real, dude. The other day I heard somebody talking about a broken clock. All I could think of was a clock. It got into my head, man. It is real. It is unbelievable how much the jungle has impacted my life and all of us clones out there. It's incredible, man. So thanks for all the years of great listening, man.
2: Message saved. Next message.
0: Romy, Justin, and Melbourne, man, I'm once again looking forward to your Christmas card from you and Dodger Jano. Listen, this might be the last year. I mean, Rogues is a senior now, so usually once you hit college, the cards stop. So I'm anxiously looking forward to my card in the mail
2: from you guys so we can celebrate another fantastic year. Message saved. Next message. Hello. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving, and thank you, Bill, for getting to wins. Up to Detroit twice, and now New England. Your heart is true to the Buffalo Bill's Mafia. Another nail-biter, that's the least to stay. Hoping that the Patriots won't be this way, but I want to thank you for getting to wind, I wanna thank you. Soon as the playoffs begin, I wanna thank
0: you. Not a very good call.
2: Message deleted. You have no more messages.